Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, coach, mentor, John Opalewski. How are you today? Hey, Jim. I'm doing good. It's, uh, you know, it's just good to be with you. It's been, a, we're actually recording, you know, toward the tail end of the week. And yeah. we don't normally do that, you know, so yeah. <laughs> it's just nice to kind of end my week with a friendly face. Right on, right on. Same here. Yeah, it's been, we have vacation Bible school this week. So it's the end of the week, it's the end of the day, and yeah. it's about the end of me. So I, I uh, <laughs> uh, but doesn't that segue well into what we're about to talk about? I think so. At podcast 143. What are we talking about today? Jim, the title is called uh, Busy or Productive. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, uh, this uh, pod came out of a kind of an obscure scripture that I read yeah. a while back from Chronicles of all places, Second Chronicles chapter 23. And, and the setting is King Jehoiada is giving instructions to his army and the priests about the temple and right. say, you know, who, here's who's allowed mm-hmm. in, here's who's not allowed in. And in verse six of that chapter, there's this phrase that ends the verse, and it says this, all the other men are to guard what the Lord has assigned to them. Yeah. And that kind of jumped out at me. And, yeah. and you know, I, I thought, am I doing that? Am I right. guarding what God has assigned to me? Or am I doing a whole bunch of other stuff he's not assigned right. to me? Right. Have you ever asked yourself that question or wonder about oh, that yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, I, I think you introduced me to a phrase years ago called "When you say yes, you begin the war of a thousand no's." Well, I think that was you, actually. You is actually that me? told me that. Yes. Okay, but just that 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 phrase, you know, the war of a thousand no's. That to be fully committed to to really carefully guard your yes, so that you can keep your word, you can do a great job, you don't throw your life out of balance, you can be productive for your master. You know, those are that's important, and yeah. to know your assignment and to guard it. That's the first thing I thought of when you read that scripture was that. That's part of guarding that, you know. It it is, and and I think as leaders, you know, it, it it's not a, a surprise, you know, that we spend time solving problems. Uh, we have a, a long to do list. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the things on our to do list actually move the ball down the field, and other times they don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and I've I've noticed, Jim, that there are moments in 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 the last however many years, you know, I've been a leader that. You know, knocking things off my list is kind of adrenaline producing or it's yeah, it's it's intoxicating. But but a lot of times they're there in the past and I'm getting so much better at this now. Thank the Lord. There were things on my to do list that just had nothing to do with my assignment. Yeah, my God given assignment. They weren't bad things, yeah. um, right. but but I was busy with stuff. And I, and I, I don't know where I turned the corner on this, but I, 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 le- I realized that busy isn't always productive. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, I, I'd like to talk about because I think sometimes we get fooled by busy. <clears throat> yeah. Like, man, I had such a big day. I, I got so much done. And then I look at, you know, how much of that actually made a dent in yeah. our 2025 20, year in vision. And I uh, say, I have to chalk it up to, well, not a good day. I was busy. I was busy doing the wrong things. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to talk about that if if that's all right with you. You know, how, how do, do we do this? You know, how do we how do we guard our assignment? How do we avoid being faked out by yeah. busy? Right, right. And and so here's here's three things uh, that I think are included in guarding our assignment. 
Here's the first one, Jim, and that's devoting the best part of our day, time, and energy to that assignment. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know yeah. about you, Jim, but and I'll let you uh, tell us when your best time of day is. But for me, uh, for me, after my time with the Lord in the morning, then about from six to noon, that is, those are the golden yeah. hours. That's where I, I do my most demanding tasks. I, uh, <laughs> uh, the, especially the ones that are destination vision specific. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so my most productive work hours are from about six until noon. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm the same way. Okay. As, as early as I'm rested and ready to get up. So somewhere between 4.30 and 6.30 until after lunch. I, I There's a, I have to downshift, but there's, there's less of me. Uh, it's like you're, you're going along in fifth gear and all of a sudden you get into the mountains after lunch yeah. and you got to downshift to fourth or even third gear. You have to really, your engine's working as hard, but you're not going nearly as fast. And uh, boy, if, if you assign, I'm going to study in the evening or study in the afternoon, it, it takes a lot more out of me to produce something that nearly as good right. as when my head is clear, my heart is clear, my energy's up that second um, shot of espresso, you know, has kicked in and I'm, I think I'm wonderful after that second shot. I think I'm amazing and intelligent and humble, you know? <laughs> so it's, so I think part of guarding your assignment is knowing, you know, what the best part of your day is in terms mm-hmm. of work. Um, are you a morning, more of a morning person? Are you more of an afternoon type person? And, and, and putting the, the, not only the most demanding tasks, in that time slot, but you're, you're dreaming, you're thinking, you're strategizing, you're writing, you know, if you're a leader, you're writing at some level um, yeah. in the business world, in the church world, for sure. If you're, yeah. and, and so writing for me, I've done, we've done a lot of writing. You and I have written together. I've written yeah. some on my own. You've written some on your own. It is a demanding uh, yeah. task. So figure yeah. out when that is. So, if you want to guard your assignment, figure out when you have the most energy and do the most important work in those hours. Beautiful. Yeah. And what I like about that, John, is it's so actionable. It's so simple. And if you didn't know that, or you didn't have language for that, your heart just started nodding its head saying, yeah, I knew that. I, I'm glad you told me that because I, I didn't realize that. And I was taking the kids to school and going to the gym and then doing this and running the errands. And by the time I get to the office, I'm exhausted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so that little simple switch, I think, will really help. Uh, if you if you haven't figured that out, figure it out and 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 be religious about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The second uh, the second idea uh, around guarding our assignment, Jim, and I'm I'm a little hesitant to talk about it because we can only talk about it at a high level, and because right. uh, there's just not enough time. But but I I would say this: this is the second thing is to develop an approach to work that actually tracks with your mission and vision. Now it's kind of a little all of a play off the other one, but I'm going to get specific. Okay. specific here. For the last nine and a half years, I've used two tools to help me focus my work. I have a whiteboard yeah. in my office and I have a weekly to-do list that I build off of that whiteboard and off of my appointments in my calendar. Yeah. So real quick, in, if you're watching or listening, I want you to envision a whiteboard in your office that you you uh, divide into four equal quadrants. And so you got four quadrants. Top right quadrant is your dream quadrant. This mm-hmm. is where our 2025 vision for Converge Coaching lives. We're going to influence 25 
thousand liters by the end of 2025. Um, this is where our long-term goals are, our big picture items live in the dream quadrant. And I would just say this, if you're not dreaming as a leader, you're missing out on an important component of leadership. Yeah. Yes. Part of your job as a leader is not just to be a good <clears throat> preacher, a good teacher, a good tactician, a great, great with money. Your job as a leader, part of your job is to look into the future and describe the future in present tense language to those yeah. you lead. Yeah, absolutely. That's the vision part of it, right? Without That's a vision, right. the people perish, they cast off restraint, they go their own way, they they you know, the difference between running on a on a road in a direction and running on a treadmill yeah. is vision. I, I'm going somewhere with these with the same amount of effort, I'm actually progressing versus I'm just running in circles, as it were. Yeah, so absolutely. I have, so I have that on the right hand upper yeah. quadrant, left hand upper quadrant, again, try to visualize this. I have the four core values mm -hmm. written out for our company. And, yeah. and, and we've talked about core values so much uh, on the podcast. They're nothing more than the behavioral guardrails of your company, of your ministry. These are the behavioral hills you're going to die on. Um, they're the rumble strips that if you yeah. bump into, you course correct. And so I have that in the upper left corner. And I'm looking over to, the, to the, my whiteboard right now as we're recording. Because yeah. I want to remember, Jim, every day how I'm supposed to behave right. on my way to that dream quadrant, to that, yeah. that, that assigned, that big picture assignment yeah. God has given to me. Real yeah. quick, the two lower quadrants, lower left, is my current quarter projects or goals. Mm -hmm. And I only have like five or six in the Good. quadrant. If you have 50 or 60 <clears throat> in that quadrant, you're, you're, yeah. you're biting off way too much. And yeah. these goals track to my dream quadrant. Mm -hmm. So they contribute to the movement of our company, our team toward the 2025 year end vision. And then the bottom right mm -hmm. is uh, next quarter. Here's mm -hmm. some of the projects I got to start working on and maybe even complete in the next right. quarter. So Jim, that whiteboard at a minimum gives me a three month view into the future at a right. maximum for us, it's about another two and a half years. And so yeah. it gives me this big picture, destination, behavioral guideline, yeah. and, and it puts structure around my work. Yeah. Does that make sense or is that too technical? Well, it's, no, I, I think everybody needs to, I, I think for someone to say, I'm going to do the same thing John does. It may work for them. It may not. So I would just say, Find what does work for you. If, right. if it's a timeline of where I am and dashes and numbers with lists underneath it, if it's the the four quadrants, if it's but but what you what you wouldn't want was just today's urgent tasks, right? And then tomorrow's urgent task, and then the next day's urgent tasks, and you realize you know it's the tyranny of the urgent. I'm I'm basically right. putting out forest fires, but I haven't planted any new trees. I haven't I haven't mm -hmm. you know tilled any ground. I haven't developed waterway. I it, and, and in doing that, I, I think it can be, you can you can be artificially encouraged by having been busy, and you can be artificially discouraged by saying I'm so busy, but I'm not accomplishing anything that's important to me. And they're both artificial; that it can be easily corrected with some direction. And, and I, I think this is an important question, John. How many how many hours a day do you put into to writing on that on that dry erase board? How many hours per day? Uh, not much. 
right? No, it, I mean, no, I mean, the first time I, I did the dry erase board that the four, the yeah. four quadrants, it took me hours. I mean, yeah, and it, and yeah. it took me, important. you know, weeks of, of fine tuning it. But here's the beauty of it. Nine and a half years of doing this and the whiteboard takes me every week might take me a half hour now. Right. To, to update, to work on, because I, it's just part of my rhythm. You made a great point. It doesn't have to be a whiteboard, but find a tool that allows you to look down the road. Yes. Yeah. And not just have your nose on, like you said, the daily task. Yeah. Um, because I want to make sure that what I'm doing daily is actually giving me motion towards something. Right. And that's where the second part of what I do to, to help, uh, approach work, uh, in a productive way. And it's, I, I build a weekly list off of my whiteboard and mm-hmm. my appointments in my calendar. So on Saturday mornings, I sit down for a half hour. It only takes me 30 minutes tops. And I plan my upcoming week. Yeah. Now I've had leaders tell me, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have time to do that. Is that what they're well, going to say? no. Well, some have said that, but more have said this. I tried that and my week blew up. And so I quit. Look, if you have a job that is prone to interruption and disruption, which if you're a pastor, uh, uh, there's a lot of that. You need this more than anybody else in the world. You need a game plan. And so I plan my week out uh, Monday, boom, 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 Tuesday, boom, boom, boom. And then uh, when I get to my office, on Monday morning, I got I have a game plan for the week. I don't yeah. I don't waste any time on Monday thinking about what should I work on today. Right. And, right. And I've been doing that for nine and a half years. I've never had a week where I crossed everything off my list. <laughs> okay. And you're okay with that. And I'm fine with that as long right. as I got the I got the most important things right. crossed off that list. And, yeah. and so again. You can use any mechanism or tool you want to, but the beauty of this is that my day-to-day effort, at least a good chunk of my day-to-day effort is contributing to a a big picture destination. And and, and Jim, there's a feeling of accomplishment that comes with that, a satisfaction going, man, we are actually making progress towards something that we feel is very important. Yes. Yeah. And in and, and that we're talking about emotions now, not, not just productivity. We're, we're, there's a sense of, there's a feeling of right. progress. And I, and I think we try to, we try to shortcut that by our to-do list for the day. And we get 90% of where we pick up the laundry and we, you know, mow the grass and we write our sermon and we, whatever it is. And there, I, but do we know if we're progressing towards the larger goals of our lives? Yeah. You, you don't, you don't know unless you, unless you're fully aware of what those larger goals are. And then mowing the grass, I don't, I don't know if that's a part of the larger goal, but it's something that needs to be done. And it fits on a different list than the larger goals of our lives. But we can we can spend our lives mowing the grass and never get around to really doing what we're created to do. And I would just say this real quick, and we'll get on to the third one. And, yeah. and that is this, that it has, to, I, you can't keep that in your head. Right. Yeah. It has to be written on something that is visible to you on a regular basis. That's in yeah. front of you that you see. Yeah. It can't go on your shelf. It can't go in a in a uh, you know in a in a folder. Yeah, it has to be out. It has. No. To, you have to see it. I need to be reminded. Yeah. Yes. Where, where are we going? 
So that's the second one. And then here's the third okay. way I think we we guard our assignment. Jim, you actually alluded to this by saying the, you know, it's a war of a thousand no's. And here's the third yeah. one is to, is to deal ruthlessly with distractions. Yes. Yeah. Notice I didn't say deal ruthlessly with people. Right. Even though they can be really distracting sometimes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Often are. Yeah. Um, I want to challenge our, our listeners and washers to ask themselves this question today. Here it is. Am I only doing what only I can do? Yeah. You know, every year, I know the answer to that right now, Jim, is no. But yeah. I've been asking myself that question for two years. Yeah. Am I only doing what only I can do? And I can say this, that over the last two years, I'm closer to that goal than I was two years ago. Right. And it, and it doesn't just help me personally. It helps our organization. Yeah. It, it forces delegation. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, it forces, and, and these are good things that it's forcing, shared leadership responsibility. And yeah. it allows the work to continue. But, you know, if I get run over by a gravel hauler tomorrow, um, you know, the, the work would still continue because I have focused over a period of time of giving responsibility to the team. Yeah. And right. obviously, you know, if I ever did get run over by a gravel hauler, Jim, I, I'd, I'd like the team to pause for a day or two to mourn yeah. my passing, right? <laughs> <laughs> for a day or two. Yeah. I'd like you to cry <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but then be able to pick up the ball and keep heading toward our 2025 yeah. goal. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think about this distraction piece? I'm, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I, I am trying to emphasize this. No. I, I, think, I think two things. I think one is if, if the only piece of carpeting in your organization that is worn out is the one that walks into your door, Mm-hmm. then then something's something's way out of order something's yeah. way out of balance um i've heard people say i can't delegate because no one knows how to do it except me and and that is probably true but and they won't do it as well as you when you give it to them and you're responsible to help them to do it well uh but yeah it we we become the lid right to quote uh, john maxwell mm-hmm. the law of the lid we become the lid in our organizations as the key leaders often more often than not because we have to write the bulletin and approve the artwork and figure out the t-shirt and set up uh, and make sure the, and, and really the, the organization, two things happens. One is it doesn't grow. And the other one is people with gifts don't go to your church anymore. They're not a part of your team anymore yeah. because they have something to give and they, they could never find a place to give it. And when you gave them a chance to give it, they were corrected by you because they didn't do it the way you wanted them to do it. And it's easier just not to try than to try and fail. Most men, especially, would rather not try than try and fail. So I, I think it's, I think what you're saying is so true. And yet I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it back a little bit and say, but it probably is one of the most significant challenges of a leader is delegation. I agree. I agree because it, your name's on it, or your leadership's attached to it, or what people think of. You know, the youth ministry, if you give it to a youth pastor or the, yep. the sales division, if you give them to somebody, the sales division, make them a manager over that, it it is a hard thing to stay out of. And it is a an easy thing to, yeah. <laughs> to give way too much input or not enough input. So it is a complicated, 
this is where I, I come back and say I I think that all the blind spots that most blind that the most leaders would have, you need someone to show you those. That won't just right. You, you won't see them. Your employees will see them. Your partners will see them. Your spouse will see them. Your children will see them, but you won't see them unless somebody helps you to see the problem is not there's no good workers anymore. The problem is you're not a good you're not a good leader and you don't know it. Yeah. But if you'd listen to your people, so that's where I think converge or something like that would, would be very important here. Would you, would you agree with that? I agree. And, and we, you know, converge coaching had <clears throat> that done. We had that done for us a little over yeah. a year ago. Boy, was that eye opening. Yeah. <laughs> that was so eye opening. We had a, we had an objective 30 uh, third party come in, interview the team. Yeah. Uh, and I told them, you can ask the team anything you want. You yeah, know, please. Or, or just the, the results mean nothing. Right. And uh, man, did we learn a ton. And Jim, one of the things that I learned was that I have a hard time letting go. Yeah, everybody does though, John. I don't think that's yeah. you. I, I think that's, and it isn't because you're a control freak. It's because you're, you're a care freak. I really care yeah. about the quality of this. I really care about the people that, you know, they, they called you, called you, called you. You answered the phone. You did your best. Now you give somebody else the phone number. And they're supposed to call somebody else. Like that's. Yeah. It is very difficult to, here's a, to give that up. It, it is. But here's the beautiful thing <clears throat> that, that we've experienced, right? Yeah. As yeah. I let go more and trust my team more, my, yeah. team, is, my team is performing beautifully. Right. Um, they're getting great reviews from our clients. Um, yeah. My life is actually better. Yeah. I'm not as fatigued. And, and if you're listening or watching today and you're fatigued, maybe what we're talking about today has something to do with it. Um, yeah. That, that you, 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 you're not focused more on the, your assignment than you are on all the other peripherals that, that uh, shout for your attention. So I, yeah. I want to encourage our leaders today. We really want to encourage you. What is your God-given assignment? And if you don't know what that is, that's okay, but figure it out. Figure that out and then, and then build your work life around it. Yeah. That's not to say you're going to spend hundred percent of your time working on your assignment. I think that happens in heaven. I think that, I think we're going right. to do that in heaven, right? We're going to a hundred percent of the time on the things that man, we are just, we're in our yeah. wheelhouse all the time. Yeah. But try to increase the amount of time that you're spending that's assignment focused. Yeah. And learn how to trust people around you, develop people around you to take that, to take the peripherals, which I believe they may end up being better than you anyway. Uh, yes. In, in yes. the long run. So yes. I want to wrap it up, Jim, and then I'll let yep. you close it. Here's, here's the <clears throat> reflective question I want to ask everybody listening or watching. Are you giving your God-given purpose the time, energy, and focus it deserves. You know, what is God? What are those good works that God has specifically prepared in yeah. advance for you to do? Yeah. And I want to challenge you. And I'm challenging you, Jim, and I'm challenging myself. Guard what the Lord has assigned to you. Thanks, John. You know, as you talk about the, the 25,000 leaders by 2025, I'm, I'm one of those. You mm -hmm. you were a stranger to me years ago. You knocked on the door, or you you made a phone call or text message. Hey, going through town, can I drop off a book and buy a cup of coffee or whatever? And we hung out, and and I'm I'm glad that 
that on your board, there was a number big enough to include myself, my staff, my family that you've, you've coached. Um, and, and I think that if you hadn't had that, that upper right-hand corner of 25,000 liters, if that wasn't in focus, then whenever, whenever your monetary needs were met or whenever your ego needs were met or whenever your whatever was met, then, then, then you settle there. If there isn't, if there isn't a goal, a God-given goal that's larger than actually a very intimidating goal, right? I it mean, is. it's I'm it's coming I'm into totally focus. Intimidated by it. Yeah, it's coming into focus, but it, but it's it's still about a, you know another. I mean, there's a lot of miracles, right, that need to happen between right. 2025 that we're believing right. for. But it, it's that it's that God-given purpose, that broken heart for that leadership to that service of. And and once you can define that and put it in front of you every day, then you can't settle. You haven't you haven't won. That's You're right. still fighting. You haven't lost. You're still fighting. So yeah. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that whiteboard. I, I think as a matter of fact, at your funeral, we're gonna put it on top of your casket. Just All right. we'll, we'll cry. We'll cry really hard. <laughs> All right. Well, dear leaders, uh, listeners, and and watchers, thanks for being a part of this today. We do encourage you. Don't don't just be busy. I, uh, Spurgeon said the the busy minister is either lazy or vain. And I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm not quite sure I know what that means, but I do feel smarter when I quote Spurgeon. So we've accomplished <laughs> maybe two things. I don't know. God bless you guys. Keep going after it. It's Tuesday morning. You haven't quit. And so uh, you're a winner. Keep going. God bless you as you continue to lead from alignment.